hitting him with the AED, you know, watching him break rhythm, and then ultimately going to have a you know a heart cath where he finds a couple of coronaries severely occluded. Um, that was that was probably the the coolest experience as uh, you know coolest experience I've had as a healthcare provider. Justin, great having you on the Fit Team Show. Hey, thanks. It's great to be here. Look forward to getting to know you a little bit better and hear uh, your story. Absolutely. So tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about your childhood, where you grew up. We'll start there. Sure. Uh, so growing up, um, I was born in Decatur, Alabama. I uh, grew up in a little town north of there, Athens, Alabama, uh, kind of west of Huntsville. Uh, my father worked in nuclear power, so we moved a little bit. Lived in Chicago. Uh, I'm not Chicago, but Michigan, Phoenix, uh, those areas. But um, uh, grew up up there. Um, you know, so, you know, I guess by choice you have to choose. Are you an Alabama Auburn fan? Definitely uh Definitely support my tide. Okay. But um, at any rate, uh, uh, graduated from Athens High School, uh, played baseball from about the time I could walk uh, into, you know, I guess junior college. And um, ultimately, I went to University of Alabama at Birmingham. Uh, I got a degree in nuclear medicine technology. Uh, from there, uh, went out to Tucson, uh, enjoyed the Southwest for about a year. Just got some good, solid experience at a busy health system there. Uh, came back to the uh, Mobile, Alabama area, home of Mardi Gras, mm -hmm. and um, specialized in nuclear cardiology. And um, from there, uh, I worked in nuclear cardiology for about uh, about nine years, and uh, ultimately transitioned into um, cardiology administration. Uh, so from uh, the uh, Mobile area, made it up to uh, Northside Hospital uh, in the Atlanta metro area, and. Um, Worked there, kind of doing some quality improvement work uh, within the nuclear cardiology field, improving correlations and making sure that uh, the diagnostic imaging was as effective as possible. And uh, from there, uh, assumed the administrative director role for the Heart Center at Northeast Georgia Medical Center, uh, where we did a lot of more and focused improvement work. Um, but just a, a great experience, uh, you know, trying to improve the, uh, the offerings that we offered our patients and their families um, um, just at each little stop. And uh, ultimately, that's kind of got me what into uh, that got me into what I'm doing now uh, with the uh, active care hydration therapy. Um, had a, a lean coach who um, had voiced being uh, uh, dissatisfied with um, care that was provided to her uh, to her son, uh, who'd had a rotavirus, and you know was just extraordinarily dehydrated and needed um, you know really just IV uh, fluids, and couldn't find a, a suitable option, and ultimately had to go to the emergency department. Um, that care where they're met with a substantial bill um, so uh, it looked like an opportunity that well, you know we could provide a great service uh, keep people out of the emergency department which is so costly and um, you know provide them better care that's uh, you know less threatening and uh, you know a little more friendly and relaxed mm -hmm. hydration is so important we're a huge proponent of it uh, it's been said a five percent drop in hydration is a 30 percent drop in energy absolutely and um, so that's a I've never forgot that once I heard that so hydration you know obviously is uh, Something to look forward to talking a little bit more about with you today. And you said your first thing was, you said um, nuclear medicine technology? Was Very what, good, yes. Nuclear uh, medicine Okay, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, sure, that was well. Right, you know, right out of college or, you know, so. Absolutely. Well, this may be something to put your listeners to sleep, uh, but I'll try to make it as exciting as <laughs> sure, I can. Sure, sure. So the way that I always describe this to our patients, uh, nuclear medicine uh, I always describe it by the radiopharmaceuticals. Uh, so what we inject into patients, uh, there's typically two compounds of the radiopharmaceuticals. You have a chemical component that's going to target your organ of interest, uh, whether it be your brain, lungs, heart, uh, you know, lymph, lymphatic system, you name it, bones. 
and then you have a radioisotope that'll actually emit radiation. Um, you know, 99% of it, uh, I'd say, you know, it's it's gamma radiation. So, um, you know, it's kind of like the sister to X-ray. You know, it'll uh, it'll emit very penetrating uh, gamma radiation that our cameras can detect. And it, you know, through the uh, through the science and the engineering of it, it'll form an image. Um, so, um, you know, for instance, you know, we do GI bleed studies. So if somebody has a su suspected GI bleed, but they want to localize, you know, where it's at with an exploratory surgery, uh, we will pull the patient's red blood cells from them. We'll tag them to something called Technetium 99M, and we'll reintroduce that to the patient. And you can see it flow through their body. And ultimately, you take, you know, dynamic imaging. You know, you're looking at their, the blood flow. You look at blood pool. And then you take pictures over a series of a couple hours. You know, in some cases, it's shorter if you have a clear bleed. Uh, but, you know, in that instance, we're using the patient's own blood as that, uh, as that chemical component. Uh, nuclear cardiology, what I got into there, you know, we're looking at um, uh, ischemic uh, 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 cardiac tissue. Uh, so uh, we give something called um, Cestamibi or Cardiolite is kind of the, uh, the, the brand name. And what we do is we'll give sets of, uh, we'll give an injection at rest. So we'll see the blood flow to the heart muscle at rest, uh, just kind of get a baseline. And then we'll give the patient a stress test, whether it be uh, via treadmill or a chemical component if they're unable to exercise you know, adequately. Mm -hmm. And then during that peak stress, we'll give another injection of cardiolite. Um, and uh, we'll put them on and we'll look for any kind of mismatches to see if there's you know, ischemia, you know, uh, less blood flow to the heart muscle uh, during that uh, hyperstate. And then you know, that's going to differentiate patients that are you know, okay to go back, maybe resume exercise regimens or patients that need further testing, like a heart catheterization. So I'd love to hear how you got started <clears throat> where you're at currently now. Did you start, was it, um, was it here in South Florida, or when did you move to South Florida? How'd that come about? Sure, so um, on June 1st, um, there was a rather disruptive uh, day in my previous role uh, at the Heart Center. And I guess it was back in April, um, I have to go back and look at my text messages. Um, you know, I'd spoken with my partner about uh, this opportunity. And, um, yeah, he, he looked to get through funding and, uh, you know, uh, get everything in place so we could financially, you know, perform the operation. And then on June 1st, same day that, uh, you know, the disruption happened in the clinic, I got a text from him saying, hey, congratulations, your clinics are funded. Uh, so from there, uh, you know, with uh, about 12 cardiologists leaving our practice for another system, um, I stayed, uh, worked with uh, our leadership team in getting, uh, you know, some operational stability back in place. And then... Um, you know, tendered my resignation to come, you know, follow this dream of uh, entrepreneurship. Um, so we moved down here uh, September. Um, I was September. I think Matt came in about uh, maybe uh, end of September, uh, beginning of October. Uh, but we both live in Boca Raton, um, so that's where uh, this has started. We worked with our, uh, our medical director, uh, Antonio Gandia. Um, he's with uh, Mount Sinai. Um, uh, he, he works as the director for the freestanding clinic in Hialeah. Uh, but we've worked with him on building, uh, you know, exquisite standing protocols, uh, things that will really kind of benefit our patients. Uh, so we worked on that uh, throughout the, uh, the fall and the winter and uh, as well as facility readiness. Uh, so we have one facility that we're uh, currently operating in Boca Raton at the military, uh, uh, off military trail at the polo shops. We have another one that's underway in Weston uh, that we're working right now. So just a complete, uh, you know, rebuild. We had demoed it. Um, so we've started there. Uh, we went live. We had a soft go live uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, we've been running study ever since. Did you always have the entrepreneur itch, or when did you think that started? Boy, you know, I, um, I've always been fascinated with healthcare, so I don't mm -hmm. know that it was immediate. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd always had interest. 
Uh, I'd say during my MBA program uh, at South Alabama, um, it definitely came to light. You know, mm -hmm. I was constantly thinking about opportunities and, you know, really not just, you know, how do you make money? You know, mm -hmm. I've been really wanting to find something that uh, I thought, I, you know, that I believed in uh, that had true value that it bring to, you know, customers, to mm -hmm. patients or to the community. Mm -hmm. So what's some of the toughest experiences you've had so far? Oh, gosh. Um, I'd say... Um, one, you know, I'd never had an experience quite like going live with a new operational endeavor like mm. this. Um, mm. So this would certainly rank up there. You know, you hear about the hard work and um, until you've experienced it, I think that, uh, you know, hearing about it doesn't quite do it justice. I'm sure, you know, in your work, you probably had mm. some similar experiences in just the days that you thought would mm -hmm. never end and, you know, getting them where they needed to be. Um, I'd say some of the other stuff um, I used to do. Um, uh, public safety diving with uh, Daphne Search and Rescue. Um, so, you know, some of those calls that we get, you know, very tough, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, I, I'd say that a lot of that and a lot of that training is just trying to disassociate yourself from, you know, the, the morbidity of what you're doing. But um, I'd say that those are probably the top. Um, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably list those uh, as kind of the top things. But, um, you know, that, um, you know, um, failing health of family or, um, you know, kind of, you know, the, the difficulty of raising children, you know, that, that kind of thing. I'd say that it's, it, it's tough to pick one, I guess I would mm -hmm. say. So what's some of the, some of the things you want to share that you're most uh, um, proud of that you've accomplished so far to date? Well, uh, I'd say, you know, kind of looking back in healthcare, uh, you know, obviously uh, finishing uh, the nuclear medicine program, uh, you know, passing boards, that kind of thing that, that's up there. But, um, uh, just from a straight healthcare perspective, um, I was really proud of um, the improvement work that I did at Northside uh, with uh, you know just a stellar team. You know, uh, having the right team in place I think is everything. Um, having a team that's engaged, having a team that wants to see uh, quality improvement. Um, you know, we had taken correlations of nuclear cardiology studies from about 55 to 60 percent. You know, and working through root cause analysis, moving it up to like 94 um, percent. I always look back at uh, that as a as kind of a shining moment. Um, just seeing you know a fully engaged team working together. Um, I'd say um, you know also in the nuclear cardiology realm, um, you know I've had one uh, uh, V-fib arrest you know uh, uh, following a stress test and uh, going back and just you know again a testament to uh, you know a great team committed to you know mock codes and making sure that if something did go south we were you know more than ready to handle it. You know, we had a patient that went into V-fib arrest um, that uh, arrested for about 15 seconds before compressions were started. Uh, I got to actually compress the, pa uh, the patient. And, you know, this isn't something that you see in, you know, your basic life support, your advanced cardiac life support. Mm -hmm. But compressing the patient opens his eyes. He's looking at me while I'm compressing him. You know, I'm asking cardiologists, you know, do I keep, do I keep pushing? You know, they see that he's still in V-fib arrest. So they said, yeah, you know, keep pushing. So it was you know, oxygenated blood being compressed to his brain, keeping him conscious and, you know, hitting him with the AED, you know, watching him break rhythm and then ultimately going to have a, you know, a heart cath where he finds a couple of coronaries severely occluded. Um, that was, that was probably the, the coolest experience as, uh, you know, coolest experience I've had as a healthcare provider. Yeah. Or, you know, um, so, um, uh, but then, uh, you know, uh, some of the other shining moments, um, you know, uh, again, it's, it's almost cliche, you have to point it out, but um, I have three, you know, beautiful boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, those are, those are by far my best achievements. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and, they're, and they're a beautiful wife, you know, raising mm -hmm. them. So I, um, I couldn't be happier about, uh, about that. Um, 
and um, anyway, we're proud of this next endeavor, and uh, you know, kind of excited to see where this see where this leads. So now you're in Boca, uh, and obviously one of my favorite place, uh, South Florida. Absolutely. Um, I don't think there's anywhere better as far as especially this time of year when it seems to you know usually a little colder across the rest of the country. There's this little spot in the southern Florida that usually stays yellow on the weather maps. So it's a, you know, a great place to be. Um, so tell us a little bit more about um, you know, your company. Um, so um, Active Care Hydration Therapy um, was formed, uh, again, um, the, the brainchild, I guess, the first sprout was maybe back in, um, in April. Um, my experiences with uh, IV hydration, uh, when everything kind of clicked together, it made it a no-brainer. You know, diving for a, you know, a drowning victim in my previous mm-hmm. volunteer work, you know, I'd lost like 10 to 12 pounds of water weight. I was having, um, you know, I could feel my brain seizing almost. It was like the worst migraine, you know, that you could imagine, let, you know, ease up and it come back. And again, I, at first I thought I was just tired maybe because we've mm-hmm. been up looking for the gentleman all night on sonar. And um, ultimately I couldn't hold anything down. I couldn't drink Gatorade, couldn't drink water, nothing would stay down. So ultimately I went to the emergency department just like uh, my old uh, operations coach and, um, you know, a couple of liters of saline and IV fenugreek later, I felt like a new person, you know, just very hungry. Mm-hmm. But um, from there, um, you know, I know people that have experienced it from the uh, from the nightlife perspective where they maybe had a couple glasses too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wake up feeling terrible and they maybe have a long trip ahead of them or they have a, um, you know, an important conference or something they're going to have to participate in. Uh, from there, you know, rather than the lingering effects of that dehydration brought on by the night before, mm-hmm. uh, they'll get, you know, a liter of fluid, some Zofran, some Toradol, and some Pepsid. And, uh, you know, similar to my experience with uh, the public safety diving, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they go from feeling terrible to, you know, just ready for brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, some of the NAD infusions that we offer, um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely a fan of the NAD. It's something that just provides great mental clarity. Uh, I'm excited about some of the, um, the the clinical trials and some of the studies that are going on up there as possible benefits for patients suffering from Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling Peter before um, we'd heard of a patient that um, uh, developed Alzheimer's. Uh, you know, prior to their disease, um, they were very, very clean, very orderly, organized. And um, just as the d- disease took hold, they lost a lot of those cleanliness habits. Um, they'd started uh, NAD infusions, and um, that was what the, uh, the family reported. Uh, the first thing to come back for this gentleman were, um, was his desire to be clean and orderly, and he started resuming some of those previous habits. So um, I really think there's something to this. Um, for those that don't know what NAD is, it's, a, it's an enzyme that's normally found in your body. You have stores of it. And just through the aging process, you, it just falls off. So by, by age 20, you have half of what you had when you are born. By 40, you have half of that, so on and so forth. Um, they're using it a lot for, um, uh, it's also helping you know, an integrated approach to um, addiction treatment. Um, so they have uh, addiction uh, treatments that, you know, they'll infuse this stuff over eight hours. You know, they do that, again, with, you know, in conjunction with uh, group therapy, you know, uh, meeting with professionals. But uh, it's certainly a powerful approach, and it's a non-opiate approach, um, which, you know, is, is something new to uh, battling that, you know, epidemic that's sweeping the country. So if someone wanted to go to active care, um, do they need to set appointments? Is, do you have walk-ins? What is it typical? Walk us through typically from the time setting up that appointment or walking into, like, the next step and how long they expect to be there. 
in, in the process, those type of processes. Of course. Um, so uh, I want to make sure I hit everything. So sure. Make sure you keep me on top. Okay. I'll, I'll ramble. <laughs> but um, so the we, we take appointments or mm-hmm. we take walk-ins. Okay. Um, you know, we're not going to discriminate either way. Uh, me personally, I always like appointments. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to know that you know if I if I do schedule that appointment, you know mm-hmm. they're ready, they're expecting mm-hmm. me, um, and mm-hmm. you know things shouldn't just go by without a hitch. Um, however, our, our walk-in, again, uh, me being um, uh, very much a fan of lean, pra- uh, lean practice, mm-hmm. I don't believe in weights. Um, I, there's nothing more I despise than you know, waiting when you go to a physician's office. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I do everything I can to kind of work that out of there. So uh, our um, appointments, you'll walk in. Uh, we had a great interior designer that set it up, so it's very comfortable. But we have uh, chairs that we uh, procured from Relax the Back, so our recliners are just about as comfortable as I've ever sat in. Um, so um, the infusions, uh, they typically take anywhere from about 45 minutes to um, our uh, NAD treatment that we have right now is about a four-hour treatment. Um, so again, you know, if you're going to be sitting for a while, we want you mm-hmm. to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, the duration of the uh, drips that we offer really depend on the patient. It'll depend mm-hmm. on how dehydrated they are. Um, you know, if you're really dehydrated and, um, you know, say you have large veins, uh, we can start a larger bore IV on you. Um, the infusion will take no time. You know, that stuff, your body will just absorb that back. Mm-hmm. Um, the staff that we have, um, again, I mentioned uh, Dr. Gandia. Um, so um, he's, he's our medical director, you know, with the standing orders. We have RNs um, that are, are just exquisite. Uh, they're preparing treatments. And we have, um, we have um, uh, paramedics also. Um, so um, we, we have one Sasha. Um, we call her the vein whisperer. Um, she's you know, a paramedic uh, by trade. So, she, you know, she's used to uh, starting uh, IVs on the back of a bumping bus. Uh, but she also trained in the Air Force, and she participates actively in the Air Force Reserve. So, um, you know, she's somebody that's uh, seen uh, patients in the field as a field medic, you know, in times of combat. And, um, you know, again, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't speak highly enough um, of our staff. I mean, and, and all of them that I haven't mentioned, um, uh, again, they all bring something very special to the team. Um, and just their engagement, um, they're constantly thinking of, um, you know, uh, additional drips, you know, through, uh, you know, collaboration with our medical director that we can offer uh, to really benefit the public. What's some goals that you have going forward? Gosh, um, uh, the goals, uh, the goals continue. So mm-hmm. um, we, um, you know, we're really, uh, again, with this being a new clinic, uh, we want to have this up and running, uh, you know, and uh, in, a, in a very lean uh, value added manner. Um, so we have, um, another store that's currently in the works in Weston, Florida. And, um, again, we love South Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just been a fantastic experience so far, you know, whether it be diving, fishing, uh, just enjoying the beach with the family. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just been fantastic, but, uh, we have, uh, plans for uh, additional clinics within South Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have, uh, you know, and again, not just South Florida, but looking at opportunities elsewhere throughout the state. Um, uh, we're also developing, um, you know, this is one of the things that we thought we met had a, a, a good opportunity, but being able to deliver this more in a um, concierge type fashion and uh, meeting people, you know, say, say you have a wedding party or something, you know, this is a destination area. Uh, you know, if you have a wedding party that's, um, you know, got plans or they've been out, say they've been golfing all day. Um, you know, I know that the way I feel before I've gone golfing 18 holes versus mm-hmm. the way that I feel after it's night and day. So, right. you know, if there's an opportunity to deliver this stuff in a manner that keeps, you know, uh, 
mothers and fathers more you know, engage with their kids, that's an option. Uh, but we've also looked at, you know, maybe not having patients just come to the clinic, but offering them services elsewhere. You know, uh, part of the challenge that I've had, um, actually had a really good experience in Denver um, when we were there in November, uh, but having them bring that service to you, again, I, I can't think of anything more lean and more patient-centric than somebody feeling poor at home, you know, not subjecting them to the, uh, you know, the necessity of leaving that comfortable sofa mm-hmm. or, or bed and, you know, instead bringing the care to them and providing mm-hmm. them what they need there. Um, we've had um, interest in, um, you know, some companies, you know, wanting to provide this service to their, uh, to their employees. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's something that seems like, a, you know, a no-brainer. Uh, we've got a lot of, you know, again, with this being a very active and very healthy uh, uh, demographic, we've also looked at, um, you know, uh, other partners in the uh, healthcare industry, uh, or not healthcare, but fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of collaborative work, I believe, uh, with them. Um, but anything that we can do to kind of support the community, uh, we're all about it. Great. You mentioned earlier um, you've always been in healthcare. Was there somebody or something that um, first sparked your interest in it? Just, I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, I'd say uh, the first interest that I had, you know, was getting uh, banged up as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. you know, playing gotcha. backyard football or baseball or mm-hmm. anything. You know, it would be a rolled ankle or anything. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I spent a good bit of time, uh, you know, recouping or you know, hey, here. I pretty much had a frequent flyer card, the local mm-hmm. emergency departments and urgent care. So I spent a lot of time in there. Um, I. Um, I've always had a, uh, a huge affinity for people and mm. uh, you know, in service. So um, I'd say the, I guess, you know, kind of what steered me into nuclear medicine, um, I knew a nuclear pharmacist. Um, he had gone through uh, pharmacy school, went into radio pharmacy, and did really well for himself. And um, I, up to that point, I really didn't have an idea of what nuclear medicine was. It's not a modality that I'd ever been subjected to. But uh, having met with uh, having met with this gentleman, um, I thought, well, wow, that's you know, I just thought it was super interesting. You know, I'd always liked science, so um, radiation, physics, um, chemistry, it kind of all tagged in there. Anatomy, physiology, um, so that was really what kind of steered me in. And um, you know, the nuclear medicine program at UAB was highly competitive. Um, there were, I don't know, probably a couple hundred applicants where they took you know, uh, ten to thirteen students a year. So, um, you know. Um, you know, and I would say, you know, I don't know that I was anything, you know, exceptional. Um, you know, I mean, I always made decent grades, but um, once I got into the nuclear medicine program, you know, when you find something that you're passionate about, it just clicks. Um, so that was ultimately what got me in. What's some last words that you have uh, or advice for anyone that's thinking about jumping into entrepreneurship? Wow. Um, I'd say do your research. I'd say, um, you know, that's key. And I'd say, um, you know, if it's something that you want to see last, and you, if it's something that you want to see work well, make sure that you have a great, great team uh, to help support the work. And um, you know, I'd say definitely, you know, be prepared to roll up your sleeves and do a lot of hard work. Um, you know, and, and again, if it's something that you're passionate about, if it's something that's a huge value-added service, it's not hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us today. I appreciate uh, you taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Chris. Awesome.